Welcome everybody to another episode of the Business Boys. We got episode 84. I am holding a clicky pen. I'm going to put it away. And with me as always is my main man Spence. How you doing? Doing well, Jimbo. Good call on the clicky pen. Thank you to the editor. Thanks you in advance for that. Yeah, I'm doing, I'm in a good mood today, man. Just uh, listening to some good tunes. Got a lot of work done. Uh, did some laundry and put nice, toasty, fresh sweats on. Top five Ooh. feelings in the world. Just the best. And uh, yeah, I was listening to some Aerosmith before, getting pumped up, doing some work for your bachelor party, getting super excited. Uh, yeah, just a good day. Spence is in a good mood today. How are you? I'm doing great, man. I got, uh, I'm drinking a guru today because. Uh... You know, it's busy days these days. Heading, getting ready to. Just got back from Texas last week. Heading to Florida uh, next week. So been a been a traveling man late. Eating some barbecue and some fried chicken. Um, fuck, life's good. Got my vertebral right here that I got for my birthday. Man, that gives a nice massage. Let me tell you. What is that product? The vertebral. So I don't know if you've ever used a lacrosse or hockey ball to massage the back. Or the, uh, or the hard ball. Yeah. So the vertiball allows you, we're not sponsored by them. This is not an official sponsor. It sticks to the <laughs> wall with a suction cup. So like you don't like lose the ball after or like stays in one place and you can really like focus on that area. It also allows you to get like up into the neck area too, which is nice. Oh, that, uh, that does sound very nice. I might be uh, going on Amazon after this. Yeah. Checking them out. Got to thank my bro for that birthday gift. Wow, oh, that is a very thoughtful and uh, creative gift. Yeah. Another news way, man, I feel like a lot's happened lately. We got uh, the Olympics wrapping up. I know you and I hit, uh, thank you for that bet tip. Canada. Canada over four and a half goals. Canada. Yeah. Olympics was awesome, man. I love, it kind of sucked that there was no fans there though. I mean, the 200-meter the final when I watched with uh, Andre de Grasse, huge gold medal that we needed for that over. There was, like, no one in the stands. Usually that atmosphere is electric, so kind of sucks. But uh, all in all, pretty exciting games. I just got to say, man, the rock climbing or whatever they were calling it was super fun to watch. I take I that back. These guys are just flying up uh, rock climbing walls, so that's got to stay. Love it. Yeah. Love it. I found the, the one of the worst. So I, I didn't watch any surfing, but I heard surfing sucked to watch. I heard, uh, yeah, surfing and skateboarding weren't great. One thing I, I couldn't get down with is men's volleyball, like the six per team. Really? I find it's just like a lot of like blocks that go out of bounds. And that's true. Like, fuck, like that's a shitty rule. But like. But, but they're so good. They're so good. But, like, I want to see more rallies as opposed to just, like, oh, he stuffed it off his hands and loses the point. I mean, I love I, – I, I, I disagree a little. I like watching the volleyball. But I am with you in, in the extent that I prefer the two-on-two beach volleyball. Yeah. I mean, that is just if, – if you've ever played beach volleyball, uh, listeners, I know Jimmy has. Like, you play four-on-four, and it's pretty tough. But two yeah. two people on a side is, like – the cardio you do, man, is unbelievable. Yeah, you don't get any traction on the sand. Yeah, know? it's it's ridiculous how good they are. 
Speaking, yo, speaking of volleyball, have you ever seen James Harrison's medicine ball workout? I don't think so. Okay. No. If you're listening to this, pause pause the, the, the podcast and just take a look. It's essentially he plays volleyball, but like he you have to like quick catch and throw like a huge medicine ball over the net and you're just like whipping it at the other person <laughs> and like you're trying to get the ball to land on their side. It's insane. The guy's a machine. Is this a recent workout? This one he was playing in the NFL. I think it. No, no, no. I, th- I think it like it got like uh, it, it trended a couple years ago, and then it just recently like popped back up again because he did like another crazy workout thing that got him like trending. You know. Okay. Yeah. I've got to. I've got to check it out then. Yeah, it's good. The only James Harrison thing I've seen is when he goes to that acupun- acupuncture and gets like three hundred needles in his body. I've not seen that. Because he has so many muscles. I haven't seen that. That's insane. Yeah. Speaking of insane, man. um, Probably one of the best news stories I've ever read in my life. I mean, let's not sugarcoat it. Let's just come right and say it. But they're coming out with a hard Mountain Dew, 5% alcohol. Boston Beer Company, a.k.a. Sammy Adams, teaming up with Pepsi, adding another drink to its portfolio. Boston Beer Company has been on the seltzer game hard. Uh, Twisted Tea, that's the only brand I can think of right now. I know they have a shitload of other ones, but uh, you know I love Mountain Dew. Um, although I will say, now that I think about it, I, I, you know, I was too emotional on my initial read because Mountain Dew is not a great mixer. It's, it's like not? you don't. Uh, I've I've done a few Mountain Dew cocktails. They don't. It's not Coke, you know. It's not Seven Up. It's uh, yeah, it's a little bit of a different taste. But either way, I'm pumped. I don't care. I'll be all in. Well, they got different. It's not Mount. Like I'm looking at this here, and it's original not original black cherry and watermelon flavors. Yeah, and the original has an eagle. The black cherry has a bear, and the watermelon has a serpent. On the can or on, not on inside, the can? Obviously. <laughs> well, it's, I think it's I think it's like the spirit animal you unleash when you drink it, and if you drink all three. You get like the transformer version of like like a uh, like a Power Rangers combination animal, you know. <laughs> I'm trying to read. Yeah, the, okay, those cans are badass. I'm back all in. But <laughs> is it like they don't really tell you, right? Is it vodka in it with it, or it's just alcohol? <laughs> <laughs> it's just alcohol. It's not beer. I'm assuming. They literally. Just I have keep- no idea. They just keep calling it the boozy beverage. I don't think it. Like what's in a Bud Light or a Coors Seltzer? It's just know. white wine and beer. I don't know. I have no. I actually. Sparkling I actually water. No. They don't really say on the can. I just gobble them up, throw them in the basket. <laughs> yeah. Either way, I'm excited for it. Uh, 2022. Look out for the shelves of your local liquor, liquor store. And by the way, I see on the can zero sugar, which. Okay, I, I get it, but you're buying Mountain Dew, it's, you're not going for zero sugar. Yeah, like at this point, like, I don't give a shit. Like, if I'm drinking <laughs> if I'm drinking a Mountain Dew hard seltzer with a fucking evil bear on it, like, I don't give a shit if it's got some yeah. sugar. My, I'd, my, I'd like bo- more my sugar, bodily maybe. care has gone out the window for that. Yeah, I'd say crank up the sugar, maybe add some energy kick in there, like, a, just pour in a five-hour energy. 
<laughs> and we'll be good to go. Yeah. Because, like, like, best case scenario, I'm getting, like, a hot dog poutine when I get home after a night of that. So, like, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Agreed. I am excited, though. Um, yeah. That's it. What, what do you want to talk about next? I don't know. I got. I see you added a bunch of news on here. I got, I, I like, I'm, I guess, a bigger... A bigger hitter for for the end of it, if we want to go that way. But I know that uh, you got some good stuff on here. I know one of the big uh, the big shakers of the week was Robinhood uh, going public. Um, I know it's becoming a meme stock. I like I, I I was confused about that news. So maybe you can provide me with some insight and clarity. Well, it didn't. It, it surged like seventy five percent on the third trading day or something. Maybe more. It went from like thirty five to. 70 or something at one point but supposedly like the the memesters on reddit weren't even that down with it so uh i don't know if someone like shorted massively early or and there was a huge short covering or just a bunch of people decided to to bid it up but uh yeah it's had a pretty good ipo week and a half so far i think it's valued at like 55 billion and uh yeah, uh, I have no real thoughts on it. I don't, I don't find it appealing whatsoever, to be honest. I think Coinbase is a much better buy, personally. I mean, Robinhood just don't really make a lot of money. They, they generate most of their money by selling customers' order flows to hedge funds so they can jump in front of trades. How that's legal, you may ask. Well, the world of finance is a dark and shady place, and uh, holy fuck, I don't know how. So yeah, um, it's a big company. It's a good company, but I don't I don't think it's anything really worth touching too much. And uh, I saw Coinbase had a really good quarter again. I just think there's probably more upside with that one. But uh, it is public, and it was a meme for a day at least, apparently. There you go. There you have it, folks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Netflix came out with uh, with some gaming noise. I think we like we caught wind of this a little while ago. If that uh, if that rings any bells, but uh, there's some I guess there's oh, some yeah. more news on it lately. Um, I don't know if this is like a, a great uh, a great move for them. Uh, some some mixed emotions out there. Um, but I think what did they did they hire someone from EA and someone from Oculus and. Yeah, they're, I think they're, the they're, guy they're to lead it is an ex-EA exec, but like some analysts were saying like he's kind of a shitty exec from EA and they're not okay. they're not too high on him. So we had brought this up, it was a rumor, and then they confirmed it like a month like three weeks ago on their earnings call, and there's been some more details to come out. I, you know, my first thoughts was like this is so like this is gonna be a disaster. They can't compete with like ea and uh, take two and activision blizzard but i don't think that's what like it's gonna be like i think it's gonna be kind of like simple mobile games at first surrounding their ip like stranger things and stuff right like it's they're not gonna make like some maybe they will eventually maybe i'll be wrong too right they're not making like some fucking apex legend type game you know (laughs) i'm like trying to like sending out controllers to peeps and that i think it's gonna be relatively simple but it does question like if you're just going like kind of half-ass in these like little mobile games, like what's the what's the point of it? 
are they going to be mobile games or is it like, or is it also stuff that like, you know, like there's, cause there's games like that I like, love to, like what I can see them really succeeding at and getting into is like, I don't know if you ever go to like a house party or like a, like a, not a house party, a dinner, a dinner party where like What's you're like difference? six to eight people and it's like a couple's thing and you end up playing like what's that game like uh like different versions of like headbands or like uh like uh fuck trivia pursuit yeah like little things like that and then like uh like who's the liar or like uh balderdash and stuff like that that you can kind of it's like interactive gaming that you can play as a group like from your mobile device but it displays on the tv like those are fun i can get into those there's one game that's fun that uh, I do play at these dinner parties, a couple dinner parties, and it's uh, I don't remember what it's called, but essentially I'm... you get like you get like oh Cards Against Humanity, but oh there you I go. I think you can get like a more R-rated version. There's wait, is it Kahoot? No, 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 no. that's else. the app. That's Cards the app. Against Humanity is when you oh, get oh Psych, seven... Psych. No, maybe not. I don't know. What are you thinking of? I don't know. Cards, Cards Against Humanity is a fun game, and I think I think have like a more R-rated version, or it's just fucking filthy from the get-go. I'm not sure. Anyways, what do you think? Like you, you kind of like meh with this whole Netflix gaming plans, like. You know, I'll check it out, but like, let's see what they do with it. But not super high hopes. Yeah, I don't think it'll be a huge thing for them, but maybe it'll just kind of round out, like, like add a little bit more value. You know, if the, if if they get into the couple games, I could see that being like a nice little fit, or like some trivia, you know, or like some Jeopardy that you can play, like when you have people over and you don't know what else to do. But if yeah. they if they start getting into like mobile games or like there's just so much competition. It's like why even? It's what it seems like. It seems like video games, you know, not, not dinner party games. Idiots. Then I, I don't <laughs> think it's a good idea. Then we'll see what they do. We'll see how it goes. Um, I guess one last quick hitter type thing. Uh, Grill maker Weber. Great, great barbecues. Uh, been grilling with one all summer. Stainless steel grilling up a storm. I think they make like I saw they have a twenty four percent global market share, which is like pretty freaking pimp. I just never really noticed like the uh, what make a barbecue is, and then I saw this IPO and realized the one I use at uh, Diana's is a Weber. So cool on that, yeah. Solid revenue grow, especially this year. Big bump with the pandemic. People be buying grills and grilling at their house. You know, old school throwback company founded in the nineteen fifties. Pretty high valuation right now, I think. But, uh, I mean, if you're a real man, you just got to buy stock, man. Like, even if it's one share. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're, if, since we're on the subject of real men, I'm just going to get into it. A real man grills with charcoal, you know? Ah, there he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, that is true. It's, it's better taste. I would, I sometimes I would, simplicity, sometimes speed is a factor. Yeah, I would, I would actually like to have two, you know, like one for like, okay, I'm out here, I'm going to set it up, I'm going for flavor day. Another thing, it's like, okay, what's for dinner? I'm just going to throw some pork chops, like, exactly. I'm not going to spend Cheap an hour burgers. and a half cooking, just 
flop them on there, you know? Exactly, yeah. No no dishes and pots and pans to clean up after. Best of both worlds. They each yeah. have their purpose. I agree. But, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd maybe let, let the value fall a little bit. Seems a little high right now, but uh, definitely be cheering Weber because uh, I like the barbecue that they make. Just a little too rich for your blood at the moment, I guess. Just a wee bit. Just a wee bit. And now, finally, before you, you get deep in on CRISPR, um, I saw, like, last week or something that Viacom CBS announced a new $900 million deal with South Park. Man, these guys are so rich now. Um, love South Park. So the deal is pretty crazy. Like, it inks them through 2027 to make seasons. I guess going to be, like, exclusive on there for now. I think it was always Paramount, so... Or comedy... Yeah, yeah, it was Comedy, comedy Network, which is owned by Viacom, so... Paramount is, I believe, a CBS Viacom property. So either way, shitload of money. And they're like, what are you going to do with the money? And they're like, yeah, we're going to fucking make like another play, some more movies, video games. Uh, they want to make a deep fake movie, which I didn't even really know what that was. I had to Google it. Yeah, isn't deep fake like it's like you can make it look like uh, like like you can make it look like certain people are doing certain things but it's not necessarily like you can make it look like obama is like taking a bubble bath with like biden yeah but like and like it looks fucking real but it's not real yeah so if they do do a movie like that do do you know it's gonna be fucking hilarious oh yeah for sure they're gonna have some these guys are people do some yeah weird shit but uh you gotta respect the passion man these guys just love making people like shit in each other's mouths and ripping on every single celebrity and they work freaking hard long hours it's not i've seen the behind the scenes thing it's not uh it's not a it's not easy what they do so uh rich as fuck happy that south park will still be around in five years and uh hopefully we get a great deep fake movie out of it yeah i could get down with that first of its kind it'll be the first of its kind god damn that's outside of porn interesting <laughs> um yeah i'm uh, i'm curious they always come up with good shit man i uh i like their stuff um yeah. yeah so i prepared for us today uh i actually have a nice little powerpoint branded that i made for you so i'll, I'll show you that uh later but uh, i think for the uh for the podcast obviously we don't do video so i'll just kind of run through it quickly um but yeah i was i've been super interested in uh in this CRISPR technology lately, uh, Netflix came out with a really, really cool documentary that kind of explains it. And in pure Netflix fashion, they kind of jump on both sides of the ethical dilemmas. Um, I think what I will talk about today is more going to be like current applications that, that people are trying to push forward. But obviously, these the, the capabilities can stretch far beyond what we can even imagine now. Um, but I definitely recommend checking out, uh, it's called, um, what's it called? Un, it's called Unnatural Selection. Um, so very cool. But essentially, so what is, uh, what the fuck is CRISPR? So it's actually called CRISPR slash Cas9. Um, so CRISPR stands for, and you're not going to remember this, but it's a clustered regularly interspaced short palindromic repeats of genetic information. Um, so... Uh, and the Cas9 is essentially talks about the 
the enzyme or the, uh, that's it kind of acts as like a molecular scissor, which I'll talk to you guys about in a bit. But that's what the Cas9 part is. Um, DNA, we know what DNA is. It's uh, it's like strands of that store genetic information, um, kind of like the instructions for life. And then there's something I have to research called the RNA, which will come up. Um, but it's a, essentially it's, it's a molecule related to DNA. Um, it goes in all living things. Uh, and it kind of acts as the transportation to the DNA as, as for like instructions. Um, yep. And then uh, we know the genome is the complete set of genes of genetic material present in a cell or organism. So those are some quick definitions. But how does CRISPR work? So essentially... CRISPR-Cas9, it edits genes by cutting DNA and then letting natural DNA repair uh, processes to take over. So it's imagine, imagine you're essentially copy-pasting. So imagine just like a long strand of code, but the code, instead of being a computer program, is your, is your DNA, the, the code that makes up your DNA. So imagine as if you were to uh, cut uh, the 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 strand of your DNA take out a piece of the of the code and then replace it. So you can actually you can do things like disrupt. You can take out a piece of code that is uh, malfunctioning in your making your body or or brain or whatever malfunction, or you can correct or add a new a new code in. Um, so it's it's yeah it's a copy fucking paste tool for our our biology. Um, there's also, uh, two things that we can do with this that kind of are not, uh, legal yet, but, um, like th th this technology is increasing at such a rapid pace. And part of it is the artificial intelligence that we're able to apply to, uh, this type of technology that's allowing us to understand our genetic code faster and faster than ever. Um, but there's something called, it's a, so germline genetic modification is, done with the CRISPR technology. So when we're talking about CRISPR, we're talking about changing like our own personal genetics, right? Our genetic code. What germline genetic modification does, and it is not yet legal, it actually changes the genes in the egg, sperm, or the early embryos. So this is what's inherited by your children. So if I change something, Spencer, in your genetic code, uh, it doesn't necessarily, depending on where I change, make the change, it won't necessarily affect your offspring. Whereas germline genetic modification will affect your mm. offspring. Right. Because they can so, get my wife's shitty genes instead of it, my souped up genes. Exactly. So sometimes <laughs> if you're missing a code and your wife would be missing a code, um, then sometimes if you were to have a baby, that would could create some sort of disease. So... Um, hmm. we could, we could fix each of ours and in, in the, in the germline genetic modification mode, or we can just outside of that, just fix it for ourselves. Now going a step further than that, they have invented something called a gene drive. So a gene drive, it's, it, it's essentially creating. So once you put this copy paste tool into your own DNA, you, uh, it, it's in your DNA and then through, you know, mating, <laughs> the process of mating, um, you can, you, it's possible that depending on which genes are predominant in your child, uh, they could end up with those as well. 
But what this gene drive does is it puts in the copy paste tool into your own system, uh, thus making the changes happen more rapidly throughout a species. Um, so instead of just changing the gene of the parent, you equip each ancestor with the copy paste tool, which pushes the changes exponentially faster through a species. Um, now the big thing here is gene drives actually, they'll permanently alter a population. So mm. in a lot of cases, there's no going back. So if, like if scientists don't like understand how it's going to affect the whole biosphere, or the ecological habitat, then we could be very fucked, right? Um, yeah, it sounds like the start of uh, some sort of cheesy, like, futuristic sci-fi horror movie. Absolutely. So one of the one of the things that they talk about, uh, about possibly using this dream, gene drive on, is uh, tick, uh, mosquitoes that carry malaria, right? So technically right now, to our knowledge, it's never been officially launched and tested but we can do it we could eliminate the mosquitoes that carry malaria by using a gene drive to do two one of two different things one we could say okay let's reduce the ability of these mosquitoes to carry the disease and spread that through the 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 mosquitoes or we could make that type of mosquito more likely to have male babies right and then through gene drive, we can make it more and more likely as mating continues that each child that comes from the mating is a male, thus reducing the overall population to eventually making it extinct, right? So I think I hate mosquitoes just as much as the next person, but what the fuck does a world look like with no mosquitoes, right? And mosquitoes can yeah, travel from a little harsh. Yeah, it's a little intense. But this is these are things that we can do. You're fucking with ecosystems, man. Yeah. Maybe that's why it's called unnatural selection. Absolutely. And just because we like we could do it in theory in a in a small territory or in a lab. But like if one of these mosquitoes gets out and starts fucking other mosquitoes, then that will <laughs> start a trajectory that we can't reverse. But jumping back to, I guess, more of like a, a ground level here, um, some of the main applications that people are looking at now are targeting genetically defined diseases uh, right, right. and, and kind of injuring the next generation of, of cellular therapies. So this is stuff that we've been able to do before, but what CRISPR allows us to do is do it faster and uh, cheaper and more accurately without like making a mistake. Um, so it's just a way more efficient model. Um, so CRISPR was actually adapted from a naturally occurring editing system that's already in our, in our bacteria. They use bacteria to do this. Um, so some of the diseases uh, that we're looking at curing, there's, there's more than like 10,000 of these genetically defined diseases, uh, and they are caused by mutations in individual in our individual genes. So we could use this technology to repair them. So some of them are like cancer, blood disorders, like sickle cell disease, uh, some blindness, AIDS, cystic fibrosis, uh, muscular dystrophy, and of course, our favorite uh, COVID-19. Um, so, I mean, there's about, like I said, there's a shitload of these, these diseases that, that exist today. Um, I think the drug market for them is about a $50 billion industry. Um, so 
you know, if we if we were to switch that over to this technology, we can see that as a fifty billion dollar industry. And then there's other applications as well outside of of these diseases like biofuels and crop protection, which are $150 billion market and a $60 billion market. So if we can change, like we can change not only humans or animals, but also plants, right? Uh, making them more drought tolerant to, uh, you know, need less water to survive or making crops uh, be able to, to burn more efficiently or grow more efficiently. Or you can change the grass to make cows fart less so they're not as, you know, they don't create as many like biohazards and shit like that. So this is all stuff that we could definitely take a look at with with this technology. Like, where are they now? With I know they they had some sort of somewhat successful break, breakthrough recently. Yeah. So right now, there's there's nothing past clinical trials, right? Um, so I think the two main companies that people look at are Intellia Therapeutics, which is founded by Jennifer Dudna which she won the Nobel Prize in chemistry, uh, co-won it and co-invented CRISPR technology with Emmanuel Charpentier. Um, so Intellia Therapeutics, again, their, their two main focuses are, um, it's, it's called uh, transtherin amyloidosis. Um, but essentially it's, it, it, it's, a, it's when your body creates proteins or, or or some kind of shit and it folds over itself and fucks up your liver or other important organs. Um, and, and those are in early stage clinical trials. Um, and then another one that they focus on is, again, it's called hereditary angioedema, which is um, like, bot- like, un- like it, you can't, it's like unknown s- swelling in the face or in different body parts, right? So you, like, anything can just trigger an attack. Um, so those are two, both in early stage clinical. And then pretty much every company focuses on sickle cell disease. And then they're also looking at something for leukemia as well. Um, another big company would be Emmanuel, Dr. Emmanuel Charpentier's company, uh, which is called CRISPR Therapeutics. And they're more focused on uh, like blood related diseases. Uh, um, so again, sickle cell disease, but again, clinical trials, uh, cancer treatment, clinical trials. And then there's one, uh, it's, there's a regenerative message medicine. Um, so it's actually the, it's a process of replacing engineering or regenerating human or animal cells. So we could actually eventually get to the point where we can, if we lose a finger, we could regenerate it because there are animals that have that capability. So if we understand the correct code that is used in those animals, we could then apply that code to ourselves. Just kind of fucked up. Yeah. I'm reading through these two come. I was already aware of uh, the CRISPR one. They're both like $10 billion companies right now, which like obviously they have nothing like really. It's, it's still like early trials, but yeah like 10 billion to the potential of what it can be is appropriate. Right, exactly. And then another one that I found interesting is a company called Beam Therapeutics. Obviously, there's a lot of companies kind of looking into this now, um, but they use a different type of technology. Again, it's still CRISPR. They're using the CRISPR system. Um, But what they do is it's called base editing. And it's supposed to be able to rewrite just a single letter in the code. 
so they can actually be it, it's supposed to be more precise um so the explanation on their website is if the existing gene editing approaches are like scissors that cut the genome base editors are like pencils that enable erasing and rewriting of one letter of the genome at a time um so this company is is a bit newer um but has gone up that their stock has grown by a shitload um, they all have this year yeah. right but check I'm out Beam, at them now beam's done it quick oh it's beam not bean beam like uh oh, beam of light therapeutics cool. i mean crispr and uh intel intelia have really soared too yeah intelia looks like blood you were saying right yeah but then so does crispr i'm seeing hemoglobin yeah they're they're both well intelia what are those Intellia, a lot of blood related so intelia does the sorry alter. intelia does the protein the the Got um it. yeah and and the swelling one and then they all they all kind of do the blood ones i think that's the, the kind of the most obvious one and then there's another one called uh editas medicine uh i like this one because the ceo's name is jim and he's got a cool look and a green tie and they actually do a little bit different again they do the sickle cell disease but they also do uh uh, Liber congenital amaurosis, which is uh, an eye disease that affects the retina um, and leads to blindness, uh, especially that, and it starts in infancy. And then Usher syndrome, which is uh, deafness that could eventually lead to loss of vision as well. Who started Beam? Is it a doctor? Uh, it I has to be here, right? I don't know. I have a picture of John Evans, but he only joined on in 2017 as their CEO. I don't know who their co-founder was, but my PowerPoint here has links. A lot of sickle cell. I see some leukemia treatment. That sounds good. Sickle cell, man. I only know that from football a few years ago. Some players had it. Yeah. So this guy, uh, you know, for fantasy. The chief scientific officer at Beam is Giuseppe Caramella. He's the oh, I president. Like him. Yeah. Looks like a What's stud. it called again? Beam what? Beam Therapeutics. Therapeutics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they got uh, their leadership team. They got a lot a lot of ladies, which you like to see, you know? I don't care if they're man, woman, or dog, man. I just want them to be smart. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me go. What's it called again? Beam therapeutics yeah. let's see let's see the old management team mr john evans mba don't love that not great start bob uh dr giuseppe at sweet italian guy okay there's a lot of docs here yeah yeah, yeah. so there th- this guy john evans he's is probably just, just the ceo like yeah. for and he only joined exactly. on four years ago like he's not like this guy is the business guy to help out the scientists yeah I'm going to do some work on these stocks. I like it. But I think at first glance, maybe you just got to let them come down a little bit. They're pretty hot. They are, pretty, hot. They are down yeah. off the super highs, but there could be a little more weakness ahead, given how much they've rallied. And then just from what you say, I'd, I'd rather bet on the two co-Nobel Prize winners. Yeah. like the, I think you just yeah. go 50-50 down the line. Scoop them both up if you want exposure to the sector. 
maybe toss a little beam if you really like it. Another company that that's interesting as well, if you want a bit of exposure but don't want the the risk, uh, there's a company called Regeneron Pharmaceuticals. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know them. Yeah, uh, they're. I think they're worth like sixty billion. They're a biotechnology company, and they That's actually what Trump drank to beat his COVID. Whether there, you, there you go. <laughs> he drank um, So they they actually help. They they actually work with Intellia. Uh, they they worked out a deal with Intellia. So, so these, yeah, these pharma companies all have like deal partnerships with each other. Yeah, it's pretty common that business. You know. Anyways, uh, proceed. Yeah, so it's just a way to. It's not like a like a pure play on CRISPR, but like they're probably going to bring forward a lot of the technologies and, and help these companies and get kind of in bed with them. Um, so that's that that's where you have it. And obviously, I think it's not too uh, the, the the roadblocks aren't going to be too surprising. A technology is not there yet, but like AI just speeds it up every single day. Um, yeah. There's the ethics of it, right? Is, are we going to be toying with our own genes? I think, I think people. There's got to be some regulation around it. Like it's got to be used for, like, uh, actual like diseases and not making super babies. No, exactly. But at the end of the day, it's like if you watch the documentary, they're saying, "Man, if this technology exists, someone's someone's going to fucking use it, right?" And the, the, the technology isn't so expensive and hard to use that you can't create kits and like there's there's people sending out kits to people like there's a guy using this in fucking dog breeding in Mississippi that you see in in, in, in the documentary um, so people well, are what's the, what's to, the if, it, if it's not expensive and, and it's easy to do like what's the real advantage of these companies right like don't you just do it once and that's it well it depends it depends how it depends. Well, first off, it depends. Each each patient, I mean. Yeah, you, yeah, exactly. So you're not going to be the, the, the pharma companies aren't like, going to be making like millions pill, of yeah. dollars. Yeah, but like, hmm. there's there's a bunch of people with these diseases. But then it's like, what about the other, like the other possibilities like that we can do? Crops right? and stuff, and yeah. Like if you can, like we're only at the like the tip of the iceberg, right? If we can change, if we can make our limbs fucking regenerate. If we can change, like who knows how much we can change, right? If we want to start sending people to space, there's unknown diseases out there. There's unknown, like what do we, like, fuck, we start sending people to Mars. We might have to just biologically engineer these people to be able to to deal with the type of shit that's out there. Um, Withstand the cold a little better. Exactly. Right? These are all things that, that we might True. be able to do, right? Yeah. I'm thinking now with with the stocks too. There's pro, there's definitely some government risk in there because uh, this is something they're gonna want to get their paws on, their big sweaty paws, and strap on some regulations. Yeah, which is good. So you, there's, you, need, you need some regulations, there's risks right? You there, can't just have, there's a lot of risk. Yeah. yeah, you can't just have people running around with syringes and putting shit in themselves. Um, but it's it's it, if you think about it, it's stuff that we're already doing, right? It just does it at such a rapid pace. Like if you look at dogs, like we've completely fucked over dogs, <laughs> like like in it, like through breeding, it's just it's taken a hundred years to create the type of dog that you want to create. But with this technology, you can just do it. Sounds really interesting. That's for sure. I'll be keeping a close eye on those three stocks. 
Um, I think the most important thing uh, to note if you're investing in these stocks is Bill Gates is in it hardcore. So uh, he's in everything. He's, he'll push it forward. Fuck. Yeah, I would wait though. That that would be. I'm wrong all the time, guys. By the way, but I would wait for a little more weakness. Yeah, especially when the Netflix documentaries start to come out, you give it a little break. You know, they're in phase one, right? A lot of them. Yeah, like a lot of these. So a lot of the. A lot of it's clinical trials. Some of it's not even at clinical trials yet. It's like still getting approval mm. to do the clinical trials. But Dude. fuck, very interesting. And I honestly can't think of a single technology that we've ever said completely no to either, right? Like, like we regulated um, the shit out of nuclear, but like it's still What around. was the thing that the VCR beat out? Uh, TiVo? No. <laughs> it killed something that was superior. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Uh, that was great information, man. Thanks for that. Yeah, I'll send you this little presentation after. Very interested in that. Betamax. She's gone. Never was. What movie is that from? Your never was. Your never has been. I don't know. You're not even a something. Your never was. Never has been. It's going to drive me crazy. All right, man. Anything else you want to get off your chest? No, I'm fucking done. That took a lot out of me. Yeah, that was (laughs) extensive. That was good, though. I got a crash course in this shit. There you go. That's perfect. Now I don't have to do research. I got you, bro. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and you know what? Never a bad idea to... Uh, I know there's some strategies out there, and, and we like it. Like, you can fucking know nothing about a company. Just pick a good CEO, good founder. You'll probably be all right. A couple of peeps share a Nobel Peace Prize or Chemistry Prize. Not a bad bet. Exactly. All right. Anyways, should I get us out of here? Let's do it. All right. Well, thank you for taking this educational journey with us as always. I think that was what was, what are we at? Episode 82. Learning is fun. Yeah. Episode uh, 84. I think, I think we're at 83. Oh, 84. 84. <laughs> yeah, getting up there. So thanks for tuning in and we'll check you later. Peace out.